Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Three days, Lee. Okay. It has been three days since three Americans mm-hmm. were brutally murdered by the Iranian regime. Mm-hmm. This isn't one of these deals where there's like an explosion over here and they were caught in the blast. That Iran-backed drone, stay with me, Iran-backed drone, that is how Carly Shimkus described it this morning on Fox, flew in behind our drone. This is a direct targeting. This is murder. We are 72 hours into this, and our dear leader is still funding Iran. And it's not just the morality of it, the gall of it. It's the message it sends. Iran is only looking at one thing. Let's run down. Have they put the missile sanctions back on yet? The ones Joe Biden took off in October as a reward. Yes, a reward, because that's how Iran will look at it, Lee, for October 7th. The very missile sanctions that said you cannot buy a missile on which to deliver your nukes or we're going to shut you down with crippling sanctions. Nope. Still allowed to buy a missile on which to deliver the nukes to kill more of our troops. Check. Have we frozen the $10 billion? Joe unfroze for them. No, we have not. They're still drawing down on it. Have we unfrozen the $6 billion Joe gave them as part of the hostage deal? He used the hostage deal as cover. No, we have not. It is not unfrozen. What does Iran know today? Joe might as well have sent him an email. Bravo, boys. Bravo. Hit us again. I am beside myself watching this. It's going down exactly as I told you it would, Lee. Mm -hmm. They will stubbornly not, not, not defund Iran. And number four thing Iran cares about. They know how to read the Biden administration. So do I. I read them like Iran does. These are not hard things. Number four, how about the, as they were referred to this morning on Fox, I'm glad they're finally talking about this, crippling sanctions, crippling, they use the word crippling sanctions that Donald Trump put on Iran. They got that right. It crippled them economically, had the people in the streets because they were hungry. It made it a hard time for the regime. Where are the crippling sanctions? We are three days, three days into this. It could have taken him three minutes to do these Just sanction like things. Bring and, me and my pen. All of that stuff should have been done immediately. There, there would have been, um, if you're concerned about broadening the, or, or you know, uh, escalating the, the situation, it, it is the Iranians that are escalating the situation. And, and this administration has allowed this to go on since October 7th with continuing attacks on our troops in the area. And then, of course, this situation. And uh, but but seriously, I mean, three minutes that he could have signed enough executive orders yep. to institute every single one of these sanctions once again. And at least we've been giving a message that, um, you know, this this country is going to defend itself. But, of course, uh, this administration does not plan to defend this country, no. nor our interest no. overseas. No. Uh, that's obvious. And uh, it is uh, all he's concerned about, apparently, is expanding the uh, operational control of Iranians throughout the Middle East. Yes, that is their policy goal. If you are Iran this morning, 
you are looking at this correctly if you believe you have the backing of the Biden administration. What do we do around the world? Countries we back, we do what? We fund them. We fund them. We are funding Iran right now because we had $16 billion of their assets frozen and we transferred them to Iran. That is fungible money. You can use the excuse humanitarian, humanitarian, whatever. Iran is drawn down on that money. Both those accounts, we don't even know how much is left in these accounts because it's being blacked out by the media. It's not reported here. I have to go check Israeli media to find out. Um, and it's incredibly frustrating. They're have trouble, having trouble finding out. They cover this, the fact that we are still paying Iran. The American people have no idea. So what do we do? When we support a country foreign policy, what do we do? We give them money. Iran looks at this. We are in support. Understand, we are in support of Iran. We're not weak. We're not just not fighting back. We are actively backing Iran. That is how it looks to them, and they are correct to read it that way. Just a snippet this morning from Carly Shimkis on Fox News. I actually know this, and I read a lot about um, this conflict. I, I didn't know this. This is terrible. Take a listen to this. There is an Iranian spy ship in the Red Sea that's giving Houthis information on what ships to attack, and some are suggesting that taking that ship down would be a good place to start. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I've whoa. seen this. Yeah, this, this should have been sunk a long time ago. What? Yeah. After two of our Navy SEALs died? Yeah. Cat that literally caught Iran red-handed transferring um, the technology to the Houthis with which to hit us, the weapons to hit us. And they're still running around and then there's this from zero hedge and the investigative reporter glenn greenwald headline the united states navy essentially lost a battle at sea this week against who houthis what we ran from the houthis yep glenn greenwald tweets the seriousness of the new u.s war in the red sea with yemen has been vastly understated and undercovered the Houthis are doing far more damage than the U.S. and its media acknowledges all over Israel and Gaza. They want this. They want a nuclear-armed Iran to take uh, to take out Israel. That has been the goal since the Obama uh, administration. We actually, and I'm going to get into this further on in the show, ran from a Houthi warship and vacated the area. We seceded the territory. We gave it to them. Retreated back into the Arabian Sea. Ran from the Houthis. CENTCOM admits that one of the Houthis' tactical ballistic missiles, um, undermanning targets, um, got through the Gravely's interceptors. What they neglected to mention was that it struck about 100 meters from the Maersk, Detroit. Uh, and that after, that's another ship, after the attack, the convoy aborted the transit, retreated back to the Arabian Sea. So this convoy was a cargo ship. It was headed for the U.S. It was protected by the U.S. military. They get fired upon by the Houthis, and they retreat back to the Arabian Sea rather than press into enemy fire. So what does that tell us? Like, we have, have ceded control of these waters, these international critical shipping waters, to Iran as we pay them to kill our troops. I, I don't know how else you look at it. So, you know what? You guys want to go hit a weapons depot with some flash boom and let the video out? That ain't, that ain't going to do it. Iran's going to laugh. By the way, Politico reporting overnightly, just 10% of the now 169 attacks um, on our bases in the Middle East have been responded to. Yeah. 10%. Mm -hmm. 
Why? We are kid gloving around. We don't yep. want to hurt you. We need to get you mili- nuclear armed. We know you're only five months away. Come on, keep processing, keep processing, keep processing. That is what we don't want to stop them. We need them to be nuclear armed. This has been the goal of the Obama administration. So anyway, I'm, I go on about this forever. I am just, oh, it's I, outrageous. Yeah, I know. It's this just is, outrageous. This is untenable. This is, um, you know, I, I, I keep talking about how this makes us look weak, but once again, that is the Biden administration's plan. Yeah. That is our Defense Department's plan. Yeah. That is our State Department plan. It's our foreign That's policy. our Treasury plan is for, to to weaken and uh, weaken this country and to make it look weak to our enemies. While literally building up your enemy by paying them in so that they can complete they can get to having nuclear missiles faster. And we have top UN's weapon inspector over the weekend saying they are five months away. Oh, by the way, we thought they were going to have enough fissile material for five nukes. We were wrong. It's 12. The first attacks by Houthis in the Red Sea should have been responded to appropriately so that this would not happen again. Yeah. And that does not mean that you have to strike Iran directly, but you can certainly do many things. Now, listen, I've I've been studying this, and and I've got a little bit better understanding. Yes, there are operational uh, circumstances. It makes it difficult because of the fact that the Houthis um, have an ability to move weapons around. Um, You know, they control the area. I I realize there are some, um, you know, intel issues that we would have. However, this nation, despite our flaws and everything else, has the world's best military. We have the world's best equipment. We have the most trained people. And, and we, without question, have the most experienced military personnel in the world, period, end of story. Although the Russians are starting to, to get some experience in that, that category. Um, but we have the most experience, particularly with Navy. Good grief. We, we have been doing naval operations for decades, continuously, in the war on terrorism and other operations where we have the ability to go and and do these things that other nations are just now getting to the point where they can start but we refuse to use it and you know i don't i don't even know that i buy i think it's an excuse oh you know intel whatever Um, because i'm going to run through a bunch of clips on that but here's fox host timothy carney and he's talking about what we were able to do back in the time of reagan okay not, no, nobody's killed at this point, okay, it, it, when this happens. There's no dead troops, okay? We, we just had an attack on an American ship. Listen to this. You talk about keeping the shipping lanes open. Let me bring you back to the late 1980s and the Iranian tanker wars. That's when Iran was attacking the tankers. Uh, and to keep the uh, lanes open back then, President Ronald Reagan took decisive and strong action. He reflagged tankers uh, as U.S. tankers. And when... Uh, a hole was blown through uh, one of our ships, the Samuel Roberts. The Reagan administration, President Reagan, took out half the Iranian Navy. Why don't we do something like that now? Okay, so we didn't have, we don't have three dead troops at that point. We just no. it's just a ship. Now listen to this. He didn't stop there. We also uh, back in the eighties conducted a strike on some Iranian oil platforms. So you know it's it's an option. Now we can do these things. These yeah. are, these are not hard things. And Iran knows the history, yep. too. And they yep. see that Biden is not only not doing this. Can you imagine if Ronald Reagan had paid Iran? Yeah. Can you imagine? Here, have some more cash. You need some more billions? Could you possibly get your nuclear program any faster? We need it kind of before the election. Could you get that done? Good. You guys are on a five-month timeline. This is pure evil. I mean, this is almost like creepy end-time stuff with, with Israel. Like, what are we doing? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Just as your humble host predicted, we are now three days out from the murder of three of our troops. Iran's still fully funded by this administration. You you just um and and it's here's the weird thing when you when you look at Fox News, they're very much part of the war end of the party. They want war. They do because it's very profitable. Um, and they, 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 they are big, big into what, plus it's good for ratings. Boom, 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 you know, great visuals. Um, and so everybody in Washington, including our own stinking Senator Lindsey Graham's like, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him now. Have you noticed Lindsey hasn't said, let's defund them? You notice that? It's weird, right? All those big rhinos like, Lin- like Lindsey and Nikki. Not a word about defunding Iran. Not a word. Why? Because if we... Crush Iran, cripple was the word used on Fox News, and they very rarely mention we could put these sanctions back on and the people will literally be going hungry again and be in the streets, putting tremendous pressure on the regime. This is why Trump had no problems. He literally starved them out. That's what they deserve. So notice Lindsey Graham never calls for the one thing that worked during the Trump administration, crippling sanctions, Free freeze the funds, freeze what's left of the $16 billion. Why? Why does Lindsay not call for that? Why does Nikki not call for that? Because Iran needs that money to go to war with us. We are now in the absurd end republic stage of warfare, where if you are fortunate enough, you are lucky enough to go to war with us, we will pay you to do it, just to make it fair. And if you kill a couple of us, pfft. Whatever. Nobody cares. But at least for 10 seconds this morning, that point was made on Fox News. They don't want you to hear it much. They don't want you to know there's something that we could do to cripple Iran that Trump did successfully and only fired one shot. He killed Soleimani. That and the crippling sanctions, we're done here. Take a listen. Florida Representative Mike Walsh, he knows. Number two, you drive up, you dry up the cash. Uh, Iran's received over $100 billion in oil sales, waivers, and hostage money since Biden has come in. Right. So what is that? That is money that, this is not a real economy. It's a very closed country. And so they need that oil money. That is what funds the war. So you talking about Nikki, you talking about, Lindsay, you're talking about these talking heads on Fox News. Hit him, hit him, hit him. Hey, let's have war day. Trump told us you don't need to. You could do something that hurts worse. They want war. 
And if you're a long-term Battleground America podcast listener, we go deep into this. We explain the mentality of it. They are growing a rand. They're growing a poison. They are growing uh, a cancer. They're growing it. They're nurturing it like I'm going to be doing in a few weeks in my garden, right? Protecting it when it gets cold. You go out there uh, and you put the Tupperware over it to, to protect it. That's what they're doing. This is not weakness. Understand that. They're protecting a nuclear-armed Iran. They are buying Iran time to go nuclear so that then they can have the war they want. It's not as simple as weakness, although it looks like that right now. And there's so many little things. Here's Congressman White, Mike Walls talking about it. I'll remind everyone, the reason we have small numbers of special operators, drone operators, and others in the Middle East is they're still going after ISIS and keeping a boot on their neck so they don't hit us here. But, you know, right now they're sitting ducks uh, for Iran and their militias. Sean, it is, it is a simple reversal of policy. You hit the IRGC operatives that are running around the Middle East, including Soleimani's successor, number two. Two, you drive up, you dry up the cash. Uh, Iran's received over a hundred billion dollars in oil sales, waivers, and hostage money since Biden has come in. Okay, so you're doing all of that without hitting Iran. What made an impression on him? Again, the message Trump sent: We can get you anywhere. Do you dare go to the airport? Go visit your mama. Hanging out in the kitchen when she goes to the bathroom. Boom! There goes the kitchen. We can get you anywhere. Any time. He's talking about Quds Force. Okay. These are their hitmen. These are their terrorists. This is who goes out into the world and leads these proxy forces. Take them out. They're not even in they're, they're not even in Iranian territory. These are not hard things. But you can't have a nuclear war with Iran unless Iran is healthy. You can't hit them. Why? Because it will work. And that is not what the swamp wants. Here's drone expert Jeff Velikovich. Uh, uh, we have to reestablish deterrence. Iran's an evil that just can't exist in our world today. And I don't think airstrikes are good enough. I mean, they haven't, they're use cases, but we've done it before. And they're, they're not good enough in what this case. They're enough? a band-aid on the larger issue. Iran has proxy forces. We should use our proxy forces. Bingo. Because we could probably do it better. Yep. Iran wants to play games with drones. We should unleash our drones. We uh-huh. have way better drone technology in our arsenal than they do yet. We don't use them. They collect dust in our military stockpiles. And so why aren't you know Iran's oil fields right now on fire? They've done past strikes on our soldiers. Where's the deterrence? What's stopping them from doing it again? I think we definitely need a strategic global campaign to strike a lot of these Quds Force officers that are running in the, around the world, creating turmoil, operating with impunity. They're, they're setting up these global terrorist networks that are designed just specifically to target Americans. Yeah. And so I think our response should be a combination of striking targets in Syria, striking targets in Iraq, in Iran. But also, that's not simply good enough from the air. We need a, we need a campaign behind the scenes that unleashes our special operations guys, our intelligence officers, to prioritize striking these operatives moving around the world with impunity. Again, why do we not have that right now? Yesterday's Battleground America podcast, I went deep into this. If you want the background on it, it's really fascinating how, and, and I've been on this for, gosh, years now, but really last few years, we are, we are trying to get into World War III. We want a, an, a nuclear war, not a nuclear war on our territory. We want to hold it at another address. We want a war with a nuclear-armed enemy, and we are building one. 
Headline, if you want to understand all of this, they are buying Iran time. Headline, UK Telegraph, one of the two big dailies there. Iran has enough uranium, this is from the weekend, to make 12 nuclear bombs in five months. Oh, goody, just in time for the election. How cool is that? How cool is that? Look, Americans are used to war, okay? We just don't bat our eye on it. We know what our elites do. We need, we, they need a super-duper war. Think about all the censorship that, that we have suffered, right? Think about all the censorship. What is their excuse bet? What is their excuse bet? Well, um, because Russia disinformation, see, it's war, war, war. Tucker Carlson gets this perfectly. And he's talking about, this is a year ago, he's talking about why they want war with Russia. They hope to drag Russia into a nuclear-armed war with Iran and hold it at another address that's not the U.S. They're idiots. It'll spill over onto our territory. These people are dumb, too. That's what makes them so dangerous. Take a listen to Tucker. Tucker's going to explain to you why they want this. Instead, they're telling you that you're a traitor to your country if you don't want a third world war. They're afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they know the public is not on their side. But the second we actually go to war with Russia, they will use that as a pretext to crush all dissent. There is no dissent allowed in wartime. Nope. And that's what this is really about, in addition to their personal enrichment. It's about changing the domestic politics of the United States. The second we can all say we're at war with Russia, not in effect, but in reality, in a hard war, what they want. That's the, that's the moment that you are no longer allowed to express your opinions. And the penalty is jail yep. during war. It's happened a lot, and they want that now. Yep, there you go. Plus all the money for the contractors. Texture rates, hey, Tara, is the real problem? Iran or D.C.? What do you think? I think he answered your own question. I think he answered your own question. 71307 is the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. We will be right back. All right. Anybody paying attention to what's going on with Trump right now? Did a lot of the Battleground podcast on this yesterday. We deep dived into what's going on with Gene Carroll. <clears throat> um, there really aren't words in the English language to describe the outrage of the Gene Carroll situation. You might have heard the news end of last week. $85 million judgment against Trump in the Carroll case. For... Uh, she okay. She can't let, just give me. Let, let me give you a background so you can understand. We've never seen a case like this. Okay, in 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 a normal functional justice system, like say the one here in South Carolina, where things are rational, this would have been thrown out. Here's how it starts. 2019, New York Magazine does a profile on her. She says Trump raped her 30 years before. She's wearing a Donna Caron coat dress. She says, and this is sort of in the echoes of the Monica Lewinsky blue dress, right? As evidence. She says, this is the dress he raped me in, in 1994. One problem. Donna Caron didn't make that dress in 1994. Well, I mean, surely Trump's defense presented that in court. No, the judge wouldn't let the jury hear it. Nobody at New York Magazine checked this because it was just too good to check. So they ran with it. Folks started pointing out nobody made the dress in 94. She said, oh, yeah, no. Now I remember that rape. Yeah, that was 95. Or maybe 96. So hard to remember when you're raped. I mean, so many things going on. You know, you're busy. 
She later refused to produce the coat, which she said she still had for DNA testing, despite admitting to still owning it. The list of things the jury was not allowed to know are very long. Some of the things they were. There was no video evidence, so no video recording of the two of them going into a booth. No video evidence that Donald Trump was even at the store, the Bergdorf Goodman store, much less the dressing room. No witnesses. So, I mean, at this point, I can just pick a famous man under these rules, just pick one, and say he raped me. I don't have to have even ever encountered him in the place he raped me or even remember when. And I can just lie about what I was wearing. Jean Carroll, jury didn't know this either, throughout her life has accused multiple men of assaulting her in that way throughout her life, forcibly playing piano with her because I know kids are in the car, including a babysitter's boyfriend, a dentist, a camp counselor, an unnamed college date, an unnamed boss, and CBS chief executive Les Moonves. Those people all ignored her. Trump fired back. And that was the basis for the defamation case. Now, you could just as easily, in a normal, functional criminal justice environment, have sued her for defamation. Trump questions the word of this woman, which is demonstrably filled with lies. She couldn't have been wearing the dress because it wasn't made that year. He questions it. He gets hit with a defamation lawsuit. Then we find out the jury didn't, but we did that Carol is a Law & Order TV fan of the show. A few years after the episode of the show had the exact scenario she accused Trump of down to the literally Bergdorf Goodman dressing room. She literally ripped it off the show. Other things people weren't allowed to know. She was asked in a deposition under oath during which she lied and perjured herself. That's a crime unless you're in a Democrat justice system and you're a Democrat, which case is all good. It's fantastic. She was asked, who's funding this case? Anybody paying your legal bills? This is an expensive suit, Miss Carroll. She said, no, no, nobody is. She was then reminded that Reed Hoffman, liberal Billionaire Lee Reed Hoffman was funding her suit, and then she remembered he was funding. Because you know you could forget things like that. Maybe you forget a rape. I mean, you could forget that. It's so hard to remember. Who's Reed Hoffman? Reed Hoffman is now a fundraiser for Nikki Haley. See how this works? And he was very honest about why he funded the suit. He said he wants to destroy Trump. That's why Nikki Haley was out yesterday saying, oh, I believe the jury. Well, she has to. Her sugar daddy's paying for the whole thing. This is ridiculous. This is laughable. But you want to know how nuts this woman is? I'm talking full-on cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Here's her interview with Anderson Cooper. The jury wasn't allowed to hear this either. She made him so uncomfortable, he's stammering at the end. So he has her on CNN. He wants to give her sympathy. You poor thing, you're a victim. He ends up having to go to commercial break. Wait, do you hear why? The word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. For it just it it hurt. It just what it just you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. (laughs)
Speaking of fantasies, she actually wrote about a fantasy she had on Facebook in 2012. Her fantasy was about playing piano for Trump. With Trump? I don't know. Whatever. Jury get to see that? No. No, no. Well, I mean, how did this jury, which was completely deluded, manage to award $85 million? Oh, well, because she suffered death threats. She got death threats after Trump defamed her. Oh, cool. So, I mean, she she, she, she had these, right? Uh-uh. No, she deleted them. Nobody's actually seen the death threats? No. Raheem Kassam called this the greatest miscarriage of justice in modern history. I don't tend to agree with him, court-wise, at least till March when we watch the uh, trial, the Alvin Bragg trial. It'll be worse than this. Folks, this is what shows you what, in this court system, all legal norms and precedents have been thrown out. They're doing things we've never seen before. And the Associated Press admitted it and admitted it's political. Wait till you hear this coming up. We're going to jump into this more coming up. But here's the simple math. Donald Trump, according to Bloomberg Billionaire Index, has somewhere between $400 and $600 million cold cash. Like many other billionaires, the rest of his worth is tied up in businesses and things like that. The Associated Press just admitted that not only are these persecutions that pass for prosecutions, in New York, political. They're unprecedented. This has never happened before. Trump stands in the next week to lose pretty much his entire bank account. The $85 million award with Gene Carroll, and he's looking at up to a $370 million fraud award. You do the math. Why are the Democrats doing this? And the AP admits, and their liberal uh, publication, AP admits this is political because they want to make sure he can't self-fund the campaign. That's why. This is a pure political hit job. Let me read it to you. Within days, Donald Trump could potentially have his sprawling real estate business empire ordered dissolved for repeated misrepresentations on financial statements to lenders, adding him to a short list of scam marketers, con artists, and others who have been hit with the ultimate punishment for violating New York's powerful anti-fraud law. Now, here's the thing you got to understand. Deutsche Bank, who made the loan to him, testified in court that they were not defrauded, that they had their own auditors appraise his properties, which is what were used as collateral and allegedly fraudulently elevated in price, and they found his, his, his valuations fine, they said, in court, under oath, or they wouldn't have made him the loan. Common sense, right? They're like, were you a victim? No. Do you agree with the valuations? Yeah, we do. Judge, who is a liberal Democrat, didn't care. Judge decides he's guilty. By the way, judge ruled he was guilty of fraud before he ever heard any evidence, so it didn't matter. Listen to this. An Associated Press analysis of nearly 70 years of civil cases under the law showed that such a penalty as Trump is, 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 is up for and could get any moment has only been imposed a dozen previous tr- times, but Trump's case stands apart in a significant way. It's the only business found that was threatened with a shutdown without showing 
obvious victims or major losses. In other words, this is historically unprecedented. They are bankrupting him. They are dissolving his businesses, absolutely destroying his empire. Lawyers for the state in Trump's months-long civil trial have argued that the principles of fair play and business alone are enough, um, are enough to justify a harsh penalty. But even they aren't calling for the liquidation of his businesses and properties. The judge is. Liberal Democrat donor judge. See, in New York, they control the entire justice system, the, the liberal Democrats, the kangaroo quarters. So they pick you judge. It's all fixed before you walk in there. Legal experts worry, the Associated Press admits, that if the judge goes out of his way to punish the former president with that worst-case scenario, it can make it easier for courts to wipe out companies in the future. They're going to come for every conservative in their jurisdiction. They are going to wipe them out. This is basically a death penalty for business, said Columbia University law professor Eric Talley. Is he getting just desserts? Because of the fraud or because people don't like him. And now, unfortunately, you understand this. You're going to see campaign ads saying he's guilty of fraud, guilty of fraud, guilty of fraud, guilty of fraud. Because the judge has already found him guilty of fraud. The $370 million uh, that the judge has comp- contemplated, which will, uh, for, he's not going to have any cash reserves. And his businesses will be dissolved. See, see what he's got? He's got nothing. They've defanged him. They want to make sure he cannot sell fun like in 2016. That's what they're doing. Then they attack him. They're already going to be able to say he's guilty of fraud, which, again, is a joke. He's he's not guilty of, of fraud. I, I know that's the finding, uh, technically speaking. But again, when the people you've supposedly defrauded are in court and you're like, no, nah, n- nothing, nothing happened. Uh, I, I don't know what we do here. Here's Saul Weisenberg. I'm going to play this for you because it's very powerful. Uh, former... Uh, independent counsel uh, on the testimony in court. Well, the so-called victim testified at trial, uh, the representative from Deutsche Bank that said we weren't defrauded at all. We wanted to do business with him. He didn't get a lower interest rate because of what he did. And uh, there's no difference in, in insurance, uh, uh, the insurance coverage he could have well, got. Supp- yeah, they also said, look, we, we, we put our own auditors on this. We made sure his valuations were correct. We had to to do our due diligence on the loan, and it was fine. This is fake crime, y'all. Unprecedented, and even the AP admits it's political. Unbelievable. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 